Hello and welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Self-Care Podcast, Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aitken, the podcast host for today. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support. I'm also a registered nurse, so I understand the world that you live and work in. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime about any issue you need support in relation to. 1-800-667-877 or contact us at nmsupport.org.au. My guests today are Marie-Louise and Kerry Otto de Grancy, founders and directors of the Evolve Yourself Institute. Welcome and hello Marie and Kerry. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. It's so good to be here. Great to have you here. Marie, would you please tell our listeners about the Evolve Yourself Institute? Well, Evolve Yourself Institute started on the premise that um, we educate nurses and midwives in the space of self-care, self-nurture, and learning skills, strategies, and processes to fill our own cups. So... We educate in self-awareness, offering tools, strategies and processes that enhance a more whole life. Wonderful. Yeah. And um, I probably personally am incredibly passionate about seeing people to really see themselves more clearly, having more handle on their emotional state, their body state, what their mind does, how it is that they can use their mind. and really bringing the practices alive in life. So it's experienced very um, practical. It's, we don't have to go somewhere else to learn these things. It's actually, we can find all of these strategies within ourselves, but it does take some guidance and that's what we love to do. So Evolve Yourself Institute is all about enhancing a person's well-being. Oh, that's wonderful, Marie. Thank you so much. Carrie, would you tell our listeners about your role at Evolve Yourself Institute and what self-care actually means to you? Sure. Thanks, Mark. My role, um, I have the great privilege of uh, working alongside beautiful Marie Louise and our team and business operations is where I'm at, but I have a huge passion with self-care and particularly nurses and midwives in that I've had some very personal encounters and scenarios where I've been exposed to the front line and seen just what incredible work beautiful humans do and how important having to fill your own cup is first and I can see that that's something that's not necessarily always um, taken care of within the health and services industry. So seeing that change is of um, a great passion of mine. And in terms of what self-care means to me, for me personally, it's to know that I can show up into the world in the best way possible, shape and form. I'd like to be able to spring out of bed at 80 and that's not something that happens overnight and like anything, it's like a savings account in the bank, it's something you do every day. So self-care being something that becomes part of your daily routine and it's built into your life, it's a, it's a secondary thing. So um, that's a holistic approach from what you eat, how much you sleep, what you're putting into your mind, that being your thoughts, your emotional state, the whole package. So yeah, self-care to me is very much a priority, especially as a mum and in the service industry. Thanks, Kerry. And would you say that you got to your self-care philosophy um, easily or has it been a, a journey for you? 
that you've you know you've had to tweak a bit to you know get it right sounds like you've got it right yeah look that's a great question mark i think with anything you do evolve but from for my personal journey i think having people around you that are unwell or that are struggling whether that be elderly or young um a great learning is observation and from a child i was fortunate enough to be very sporty and i think anyone who's athletic has probably an advantage in that you're more aware of your body, you're more in tune naturally. So I had that advantage, but with that, I could see how I had a lot of energy and could identify that those things did come down to food and obviously exercise. So I think with those processes and and going through schooling and their life, um, most definitely very fortunate to probably have an advantage in that regard and then it did evolve through being exposed to the food industry and then mental health Uh, i think when i had my well through sport actually being an athlete i really recognized the importance of having a really strong mind and that's for injury for performance and then when adversity hits just having that resilience and evolving that through breath and meditation and that was quite a natural process for me personally and Fortunately, has been a great foundation to obviously what we do today. Yeah, and it's that ability to bounce back, I think, which is really critical here. Yes. And you've described really beautifully the way that you set yourself up to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about resilience in nursing midwifery as a as a key skill. Mm-hmm. And what we reflect on also is the fact that sometimes people they fall over and they find it a bit more difficult to bounce back because of everything else that's going on for them so what would you say to those people who are are having an experience where they're struggling to regain their resilience Mm -hmm. and they just need a bit more support yeah i guess definitely learning the skill to pause and have that space and to go back yourself and breathe and i think that is definitely a practice like anything yes and to find Definitely, if you're in that position to build a beautiful support network around you to be able to reach out and have that courage. In terms of resilience, getting back up that resilience is again something that builds over time and I think it's when you find that self-trust within yourself and coming back to the tools like breath, being able to communicate, getting out in nature, simple things that will just bring you to the moment to stop um, how we can get carried away in our mind and that is really where I think the unfolding and it comes about it's all definitely in the mind and, yeah. and having um moving your body shaking it off so some really simple things that can really support people without going overboard and making it really complex and that self-worth which does come from a great self-care regime i think would you add to that marie do you think Yeah, I think that not everyone has the fortune to have experienced a life where they've gained um, certain strategies or a foundation Mm -hmm. on prioritising self-care as a a daily practice. And I suppose that's where System of Self was really founded on within the Volvo Self Institute. It really noticed and was became aware within my own life experience and my family's life experience. And then the doorway of realising that not everyone is that fortunate to see self-care as a priority. And in the service industry, um, within a service mindset, it is very hardwired when you choose the profession of looking after other people, or it could even, in my situation with my mother, she actually looked after eight children and they were her priorities. And then of course, self-care wasn't 
in her awareness mm. and our children were the priority so we were the focus for her and then of course something if something's not filled up like in within her system mm. she didn't look after herself to the utmost and wherever you're genetically predisposed it will show up and it could be in my situation it was mental health yes. and for others it could be diabetes it could be heart and so those things where stress-related illnesses really hit their peak and their pivotal point unfortunately does have, have a, um, a repercussion. Mm -hmm. And so um, learning ways within a self-care mindset on how it is that you prioritize and tools and strategies to make that happen in your life is a shift. Mm -hmm. And um, we are, we've hit a pivotal process in life you can see it in society yeah. where stress related illness anxiety depression we are a country which prescribes more anxiety drugs than anywhere else in the world we are nine people a day are committing suicide we have there is a, a dire epidemic mm -hmm. and it's a silent epidemic and so with a service mindset it's really flipping it on its head and say how much do I give to others? Am I able to give to myself as well? And I suppose that's the very foundation of what System of Self was created on, in recognising that our inner world and our interrelationship world are not separate to each other. Yes. And mm -hmm. the compassion I give to someone else, which nurses and midwives are incredible at, and unfortunately don't know how to give themselves the same amount of compassion and the same amount of um, the same amount of care, the same amount of love, and so it's really bringing awareness, and yes. we love sharing that space of awareness because we really feel that an empowered life comes from a well life, and it definitely starts with um, prioritizing your self care mm -hmm. because then the ripple of that self care, self nourish, that has profound effects on not only yourself your family the people you touch those that touch you I mean you only have to get out in the um, garden for an hour and you come back and you feel like you're someone else absolutely you know you could have had an incredibly stressful day and you tap into nature and then you notice that nature is tapping into you and it fills you up yeah so, um, yeah. That's really profound. And I've done the Evolve Yourself Institute course. I've done your online course and, and your workshop. And it certainly was very profound for me and very connecting. And I think if people are looking for tools to enable them to take that step into embracing and owning their own self-care and driving it, then you've got some great tools to enable that. So we'll talk about a bit more about those shortly. But nurse and midwife support are in the, we're in the space of supporting nurses and midwives and students around whatever issue they need support in relation to. And, and we've now been um, providing this service for just over 18 months. And nurses and midwives have really engaged in utilising the service. And there's over 390,000 of us now across Australia. So it's a lot of people. And 
when I present to nurses and midwives, I talk now about the importance of self-care, but I also talk about the fact that, and you talk about this too, Marie, that we're hardwired to care. Mm-hmm. We're hardwired to care, and that's part of the reason we go into nursing and midwifery. Mm-hmm. And that's usually we're hardwired to care for other people, mm-hmm. but we're often not very good at caring for self. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is where this message is vitally important. So why do you think a service like nurse and midwife support is really important for nurses and midwives? Mm-hmm. It's um, so often in our minds we think that we're going through things alone and we're not always aware that there's so many other people who are experiencing the same spaces of vulnerability or uh, could have an impactful moment in the day and nurses and midwives are full of impact moments and so it's a bit like a coil within our bodies and we wire that coil up so tight and if we don't have avenues or spaces to be able to share through story or even through um, feeling connected from heart to heart, listening or being heard. How many times we feel like we really need to be heard and seen and notice that, wow, I've had a tough day. And being able to ring someone who is maybe is a stranger and you can share some really private things because our mind and bodies we're not used to sharing our vulnerabilities and that's not being part of the culture so to ring have accessibility to say that hey listen um, i'm not feeling that well is a great turning point into actually recognizing our own emotional states or our own senses of dis-ease and then feeling like i've been heard and that can then process. We're not used to process either. No. So whenever there's an impact moment in our lives, there's a certain process which distributes through our bodily functions. And the biochemistry of stress or an impact moment is that, is that you know, we, we shoot a big hit of adrenaline, a big hit of cortisol, and it sits in our body's memory. Now, if that piles up and piles up and piles up, well, it's going to burst like a pimple. Yeah. And that pimple pops, and it's too often where we're genetically predisposed, as was in my mother's case. And so there's a great learning in prevention, and nurses and midwife support is a beautiful avenue or a doorway, a welcoming committee, so to speak, to say, you're not alone. We're all in this together. We, being human, knows vulnerability. It knows loss. It knows stress. So to actually really feel connected, I think nurses and midwife support is wonderful. Um, it has hit the space of disease. So okay, we need to have a certain lifeline for nurses and midwife support. So it was wonderful. It was created, and that's a great service, doing an incredible job, and sending people into doorways of more preventative care. It has accessibility to programs out there that are doing wonderful works, and uh, it's great.
Thanks, Marie. I love the way you describe us like the welcoming committee. I haven't heard us described that way before, but I really like it. So that's uh, one of my take-homes for today, <laughs> nurse and midwife support as the welcoming committee. <laughs> and, I, and I agree, you know, I work for the service and as you know, I'm passionate about providing support to nurses and midwives and I've been a registered nurse for 34 years and there are many times in my career where I would have liked to have had a service like this to be able to, mm. to call somebody and speak to people who knew the world that I lived and worked in and, um, and could just speak openly and anonymously but you know we often just kept going until we hit the point of not being able to go any further and and many nurses and midwives experienced um, what is commonly known as um, compassion fatigue or burnout and so we really want to be in the space of um, supporting those people but we also want to be in the space that you described of health promotion and early intervention and self-care is really that space of health promotion you know, it's even before I think early intervention, it's around health promotion, because if you look after yourself, then you're going to be naturally healthier. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll throw this some um, question to both of you, and I know that you'll both have input into it. But your program, the Evolve Yourself program, has is based on five pillars. So do you want to describe those a bit for our listeners, so they get an understanding of, of how your talking about self-care? Well, we've created a program which is a methodology and it has five pillars. So five pillars that when you engage with them on a practical level, the experience of filling up your own cup, awareness of more, um, more of your inner technology, so more of your mind, more of your emotions, more of your body functioning, And so we have five pillars. So one of the pillars is meditation. And meditation has the ability to really break down old patterns of conditioning in a way that allows more presence to rise and more of an innate experience of who we truly are. And using the tool, so it's a tool, it's not a um, a dogma or a religion. It is actually a, a tool which can be embraced on a daily level, daily practice, not, you don't have to run to the Himalayas, it's engaging in meditative practices and with the depth of knowledge that we have within Evolve Yourself Institute around meditation, it allows for different meditations for different outcomes. But just engaging with one practice of meditation will allow your innate power to rise through you which is quite profound over a certain time of practice, but fundamentally has the ability to rewire your brain. So no longer do you have to be wired in stress and dis-ease. You can actually disconnect those those wires and find a calm, relaxed state so your body can regenerate, renew and be reinvigorated. So one of the pillars being meditation. And Kez, you might want to share one of the other pillars. Sure, so another pillar being movement, which is of course one of my favorites. Um, So movement and I mean, 
with our bodies, with like Marie touched on, then we hold on to stress. It's in our cellular memory. So movement has the ability to move that energy, energy in motion, get the emotion flowing, shake it off. I mean, it can be as simple as a little jig and dance in the in the in your tea room, even. Which you know we're fond of. Absolutely, but you know, I'm a big fan of morning ritual, Mark, and I'd love to see every human take on a, a magic morning ritual and whatever that looks like to them to set them up for the best day possible. And in that, for me, number one is meditation and and then followed by movement. And that can be a walk, a walk around the garden, even as Mary mentioned in nature, can be doing some push-ups in your bedroom. It can be something quite simple, but to get moving, a good shake. We have a shaking technique that we love to teach. Um, so yeah, movement's very important. Uh, and so that's definitely another strong pillar in yeah. us. And um, education. So education is another, you know, science is changing within the education pillar all the time. Science changes. But we have the availability to have information at the tip of our fingers. You know, we don't need to know much about how a computer works to be able to master it. Learning what our biochemistry is doing, what our brain does, the neural pathways, little patterns within our own system, fundamental education about our inner technology, then that constantly grows through the resources that we have through technology and so forth. So we use the latest in research and science and try and keep up to date with that and share through education about our inner technology being our brain, body, emotions and um, so that's that's another pillar. And then we have breath. Breath is yeah. a great pillar too, very powerful. Breath is the very fundamental root which actually allows our body to function. It waters our garden. We love calling our body a garden. Mm. So when we get stressed in places of dis-ease, we short, shallow breaths. And then that becomes our automatic being short, shallow breath. But just engaging with a couple of practices that bring our breath alive into all of our body system when we're off the field. So we have this little thing where you, um, when you practice off the field, you get on the field results. And that's yeah. those little little um, bits you bring into the day. So breath, movement, ref and reflection. Yeah. We've got the other pillar of reflection. Yeah. Great businesses um, reflect every day, once a week. Uh, we lose the sight of reflecting upon our own patterns, our own behaviors what serves us, what doesn't serve us, whether it be with ourselves or whether it be in our relationships, our workplace, whatever. And then, so then in, incorporating gratitude into the reflection, so yeah. daily practice of gratitude, and that is a great way to incorporate with what can I be grateful for today, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing to intertwine into your day, whether it be the first thing in the morning to set you up or then last thing at night as a nice, easy reflection. That's always a good starting point for people because reflection can be quite quite confronting sometimes. I think having starting with gratitude is a really nice entry point. Mm. Indeed, and as you know, I really connected with that element of the program. I mean, I connect with all of it because I think it's all encompassing, but that daily gratitude or those moments of gratitude where you might be having a conversation about something that's going wrong and you can actually flip it into something that's going right mm. and something that you're grateful for. And it really does change the conversation. Well, it's not actually changing your conversation with another person. It changes the conversation you're having with yourself. You know, there's a biochemical reaction within your body state when you acknowledge really beautiful things. You feel different, right? So totally. it's a, um, no wonder you like it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Kerry, we, we have many students and graduates call nurse and midwife support. Mm. Do you have some specific tips for them and how they incorporate self-care and your five pillars into their very busy yeah. lives? And often they're in a tra- space of transition, they're in a space of excitement, they're in a space of anticipation, but sometimes they're in a space of like... I'm feeling out of my depth and I'm struggling here. So what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I can relate being a student at different points and feeling those exact emotions, Mark. And I think some really good, going back to breath, I think, as Marie mentioned, is one of our pillars, uh, to just come back to breath as a simple, such a simple thing to do, to say, am I breathing? Where's my breath going? That is a really great point in in any scenario for any human, really. And... um, that being number one, a great starting point. Secondly is for, um, this again isn't just for students and graduates, but scheduling in time. So students obviously are familiar with timetable. They know where they have to be. And just to put it in your calendar, almost everybody has a smartphone today. So a great tip would be to put it in your calendar micro moments, maybe two five-minute sessions, one mid-morning or when they first wake up, a little reminder that says, are you breathing? Do your breath work. Have a five-minute meditation. Download an app. Download the EYI meditations. Have that five-minute space, just that five minutes, as Marie beautifully articulated before. Bring you back to the moment. It calms the central nervous system and allows that little bit of space so you have that clarity of mind to make the decisions and the next step. Just that little gap. So definitely, so putting in your smartphone, coming back to your breath and and then finding even an accountability buddy like speaking to a friend a fellow student or graduate are you feeling these things grabbing them and saying would you come for a walk with me once a week and have that as our downtime so creating those own little personal habits love um, it yeah I think there are a couple of tips up some three tips that would be a good starting point great tips I talk a bit about creating a a self-care care plan mm. because as nurses and midwives we develop care plans for our patients our clients our residents the people we care for whichever area we work in so i say to people we do this we're really good at it why wouldn't we do it for ourselves mm. so you know write your self-care care plan down which is really what you're saying mm. and and the magic morning get, get yeah. that happening start your day yeah. your cups filled so you can step into whatever scenario feeling charged and knowing you've giving yourself that time and that can be extra five minutes in the shower your meditation a bit of movement a bit of breathing for gratitude five things you're grateful for and whether you're, you know, you might be doing shift work, many of our nurses and midwives do, so their mornings are their our afternoons or or their mornings are our, you know, sleeping time, mm-hmm. you know, because it's flipped. So it's whatever. Yes. I think that's symbolic, isn't yes, it? That yes. morning moment, whatever is your morning, mm-hmm. whatever way you're working, create that space and that time in your life to give something to you. Mm-hmm. Really great advice. Thank you. I cannot believe we're almost at the end of this podcast because there's so much we can talk about um so today we've talked about nurse and midwife support and the evolve yourself institute and the importance of self-care you've um, beautifully both of you outlined the eya program and its five pillars and how this program can assist nurses midwives and students to look after themselves We've explored the daily practice of gratitude. And Marie, you talked uh, a, a lot about the importance of mindfulness and resetting our brains. And, and I think that's a beautiful gift that we can give to our listeners is a gift of incorporating this into their daily practice. So Marie, do you have some final words of wisdom? No doubt you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wish, yes. 
Look, uh, I think that if, if um, everyone really just looked at themselves and said, how much am I giving to somebody else? Um, how much really do I give of myself to other people? And can I take one of those gifts that I give to someone else and give it to myself? And I think that that will really transform your life because as a nurse and a midwife, you know what it's like to give to others and it will really nourish and nurture the greatest gift and that's yourself. So find a bit of love for you. Love it, love mm -hmm. it. Kerry, you got a final? Oh, it would be to say, Marie, but to say to take that step, you know, it's that first step that often is the most confronting and even if it is for self, to mm. take that first step and then one step after the other every day, keep building on that. Mm. Yeah, good. And if you need um, a hand to take that first step, mm -hmm. you can call Nurse and Midwife Support anytime, 1-800-667-877 or check out our website, nmsupport.org.au. We've got some really good tips that could assist you. And you can call one of our nurses and midwives and talk about how to get your self-care on track, how to tweak it, or even how to write your own self-care care plan. If you found this podcast useful, please share it with other nurses, midwives, and students. And thank you very much, Kerry and Marie. You've been great guests. And uh, look after yourself and each other, everyone, and I'll speak to you next time. Bye.